0: Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Burgaw, North Carolina, 28425 every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org.
1: Holy Spirit, you are truly welcome in this place. If we have quenched you in any way, Please forgive us on today. Holy Spirit, I thank you for moving today. Moving today like a fresh wind amongst your people. Father, you know everything that each individual need in this place. So I thank you that you have already given it unto them today. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I bind every attack and every assignment that the enemy was sent out against us on today. I thank you that no weapon formed against us today shall prosper, and every tongue that rises up against us in judgment thou shalt condemn in Jesus' name. I thank you, Father God, for the spirit of wisdom and revelation knowledge of you on today. I thank you that the eyes of our understanding is being enlightened today, that we may know what is the hope of your calling, what is the riches of your glory, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power towards us who believe on today according to the working of your mighty power which you wrought in Christ when you raised him from the dead and set him at your own right hand in heavenly places. Now, Father, quicken us today according to your word. And, God, I thank you that today we will receive your word with meekness, the engrafted word that's able to save our souls on today. And, Father, I thank you that it's not by might nor by power, but it is by your spirit on today. And I thank you, God, that it's no longer us that live, but it's Christ that lives in us because we have been crucified with Christ. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. If you would. Open your Bibles back to Ephesians 6. And I'm going to begin at verse 16. We're going to go back into the armor of God. Ephesians 6. Verse 16. And I'm reading out the New King James Version. Again. Ephesians 6. Verse six. And the word of God and the word of God now reads above all taking the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the fiery dots of the wicked one. You may be seated. We're going to talk about the shield of faith, but I'm going to go back. And talk about the shoes of peace. The shoes of the gospel of peace. i want to incorporate and bring that in together. When we talked about the shoes of uh, peace. And that's where those shoes that the soldiers wore. They had like spikes in them. And when they got ready to fight in battle. Those spikes would go into the ground. And it would help them to stand in battle. Without falling. They also had some... Um, I think it's greaves that went up their legs and when it went up, went up the, the bottom part of their leg, it helped them not to get injured when they was walking through, you know, thorns or whatever it was. It helped them not to get injured. It also protected them that when a soldier would try to kick them, it would, um, help them, um, without their leg being broken in battle. So how does that help us when we look at the peace of God? All of us have to know that God has given us his peace and that peace is a part of the fruit of the spirit. So you have the peace of God and the Bible says, my peace I give unto you, my peace I leave unto you, not as the world giveth unto you. And then he said, let not your heart be troubled and neither let it be afraid. Now, when Jesus is talking about his kind of peace, the kind of peace that he gives us that through the storm. We can ride through it with God's peace. We don't wait till the storm is over. We can ride through the storm with his peace. This is the kind of peace that we have. So if we have that kind of peace, that means that when a storm comes in our lives, we can stand still. We don't have to be wavering all over the place because we're trusting in him. With all our heart, we're leaning not to our own understanding, we're acknowledging Him in all our ways, and He shall direct our paths. It also says that the peace that He gives us, what will it do? It would keep, He will keep us in perfect peace, who mind is stayed on Him because we trust in Him. That's Isaiah 26 3. So when the storm comes in your life to move you, then, if you have his peace, if you have his peace, you may be shaken, but you're not going to be moved because you're standing on what God has said unto you. You're not standing on anything else. So, in battle, you have to be able to stand. And the only way you can stand is to have the peace of God. Meaning that when sorrow comes, when pain comes, when whatever comes in your life to take you out of peace, you know you can fear thou not. Because God is with you. And you will not be dismayed because he is God. You know that he will strengthen you. He will help you. He will uphold you with his righteous right hand. So if you have God's peace and you've been in the word of God, standing on what God is saying, he's going to keep you in perfect peace. That means complete peace. That means in every area of your life, whether it's healing, prosperity, depression, oppression, whatever it is, you're going to have peace. Why? Because you know him, because he is the prince of peace. So if you're moving all over the place and you're quoting God's word, then you are not assured of what you have. You have not meditated on that word long enough to stand strong in him and in the power of his might. Now, remember, we talked about the belt of truth. That belt was the first piece of armor that they had to put on. Everything in that um, armor depends on that belt. So you have to put truth on. That means once you accept Jesus as your Lord and Savior, guess what? He is truth. He is the word. So once you accept him and you become acquainted with him, you are becoming acquainted with the word of God. The more you become acquainted with the word of God, you can put on the breastplate of righteousness because you know you in right standing with who? With God. You in right standing not because of anything you done, but you in right standing because of what Jesus done on your behalf. So if you know these things, guess what? You can stand firm. You can stand firm. You can have that peace because you know who you are. I am the righteousness of God. And you can have that peace as well because you know that God is not angry with you. God is not pouring his wrath out on you. Because you have been reconciled with God because of Jesus Christ. So he's no longer angry with you. The devil wants you to feel at times God is mad at you because you messed up. So that's not keeping you in perfect peace. That's not keeping you stable. But when you know who you are and who you belong to and you know what he's already done for you, guess what? You're putting on that armor. You're putting on the belt of truth. You're putting on the breastplate of righteousness. You're putting on the shoes of peace, the gospel, the good news. And that good news is also letting people know. What God has done when you go out and declare the good news about the kingdom of God, guess what? That's keeping you stable. That's keeping you firm. That's keeping you trusting in what God has already done. Now ask your neighbor, do you have on your armor? Say no for real. Do you have on your armor? Say because I can beg you to differ. Sometimes we say we have it on, but in times of trouble, the Bible said he is our present help in the time of trouble. When you know he's your present help in the time of trouble, when trouble comes, you can stand still. You can stand still in the salvation of the Lord. You can be firm. You're not all over the place. You're not calling everybody. Why? Because you at peace. Even though trouble came to your house, it didn't take your peace because peace came in your born-again spirit. And as you know what peace have done on your behalf, which he is what? He is peace. You're going to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. You're not going to be wavering all over the place. But because of this peace, it... Peace comes from the word of God. The more you know the word, it goes back to the belt. The more you know what the word says to you and that word get rooted and grounded in you, you will keep your peace. I know in different situations in my life, it looked like things are just tore up from the floor. But the Holy Spirit will come and remind me of what God has said unto me. How is the Holy Spirit reminding me? Because I had to plant the seed. That seed had to be rooted on the inside of me. So as the Holy Spirit reminds me of what God is saying, I'm at perfect peace. I'm at complete peace, even though everything around me is tore up. We're living in an evil world, y'all. And everything around us is tore up. And if you don't see it, then you're a part of that world. If you don't see what's tore up around you. If you don't see what's happening around you in the world and it's tore up, but you can be at peace when gas prices go up. You can be at peace when they tell you they're going to take this from you. Why? Because you serve a mighty God. You can be at peace when your children are cutting the food. You can be at peace when your worst enemy is coming at you. Come on, because you have the peace of God. You're not moved. You may be shaken, but you're not moved. So this peace only comes from what? From the word of God. If you're not in the word of God, you're not going to have the peace that you need. Because you have the peace. But in order for that peace to show forth, you're going to have to know what the word is saying. It is dependent upon the word of God. Everything I'm talking to go back to that belt. You got to put on truth. You got to get into the word of God and know what truth has to say to you outside your situation. When things are going on in your life and you getting anxious and you getting worried, you can say, I will not be anxious for anything. Cause through prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, I'm going to make my request known unto God. And as you doing that, you making your request known unto Him because you trust in Him. You relying on Him. You dependent on Him. What are you dependent on? You dependent on His word. And then all of a sudden it says, then the peace of God that passes all understanding. It's going to guard your heart. It's going to guard your mind. This is the only way it's going to work. It happens through the word. You cannot go day to day without eating your spiritual food. The word is your spiritual food. Some people say, how can you be so calm? Because I know him. What else am I going to do but be calm? There's nothing that I can do without him. He's divine. I'm the branch. Without him, I am nothing. But guess what, y'all? I'm not without him. So you're not without him. He said he will never leave you. Nor shall he forsake you. Even in your worst situations, God said, I am there. Why? Because he's living on the inside of you. You're his temple. So you can be at peace knowing everywhere I go, God, you're going with me. God, I'm not going alone. God, you're ordering order my steps. God, in your word, God, I thank you for waking me up every morning in your loving kindness I thank you, God, that every morning you give me tender mercies. You give me new mercies. Every morning, God, I thank you, God, that you're showing me the way that I should walk. God, I lift up my soul unto you. So when we know these things, guess what? Peace comes and surrounds us. So if you want God's peace to come and surround you. You need to get into the word more than you get into the word and allow the word to get into you. Y'all is all about the word. The Bible say in the beginning was the and the word was and the word was with God. So it's all about the word. Everything was created by the word. So we have to have the word. You cannot live without the word of God. The Bible said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Some of us churchgoers, I'm saying some of us churchgoers, we come to church, but we don't get into the word the way we need to get into the word. You can sit in those seats to Jesus come, but if you don't be hearers of the word, you can hear it, but now you got to do it. You can hear it all day long, but you got to do what the word of God is saying to you. Remember when they went to Jesus to turn the water into wine. The first thing Mary said was whatever he said. Now he didn't she didn't say nobody else. She said, whatever he says, do it. So I want to ask you something. When you woke up this morning, what did he say to you? What did God speak to you when you woke up this morning? What did you hear God say to you? God is always speaking. But have we opened our hearts to hear what God has to say? The more time you spend with him, the more time you spend with the word of God, you will hear him. You will hear him. He's always speaking. He's always on time because he said, I'll never, ever leave you, nor shall I forsake you. So we have to have on the gospel, the shoes of peace. And when we go out and we decree and we declare what Jesus have done for us and on our behalf, then guess what? We're bringing peace, right? So this is what the shoes of peace does. Now I want to talk about the shield of faith. Now we got on the belt of truth. We got on the breastplate of righteousness. We got on the shoes of peace which is the gospel of the shoes of peace. Now it's the shield of faith. The soldiers, what they did with this shield, it was to protect their whole body. They had two shields. One was a small shield and this shield was beautiful. It was used for like uh, par- um, parades or whatever they had to show the beauty of that shield. But then when they were going to war, they had a shield that was as long as a door. It was wide and long as a door. And this shield had to protect them from everything that the enemy was sending at them, the fiery darts. So they had to protect themselves against that. Now, this is the illustration that the Lord has shown me. Now, this is what these soldiers would do. They had this shield to protect themselves, but they will come together. And those shields were locked together and those shields would create a wall and that wall would protect all of them because they were lined up with those shields coming together. This is why you cannot line up with somebody that ain't lining up with God because they will mess up the barrier. They'll mess up what God is doing in your life and you will be moving and you'll be shaken because of who you connected to. You cannot connect to the world and say, come on, let's pray. Because you got to be united. You got to be on one accord. How can two walk together unless they agreed? So when they put those shields together, and I'm going to give you an illustration today how the soldier did it. Um, Athea, I need you and Gloria, please come up front. And we're going to see a visual Of the soldiers going out in battle. Now they have their own shield. And that shield is like a a door protecting their whole body. Okay, you got Gloria and you got Athea in audio. And Athea has her shield. Turn around, Athea. She has her shield. She know about audio, okay? She know what's supposed to happen in audio. So, Athea, when things happen in audio that she don't know about in the natural mind, that's when she's going to begin to say, Holy Spirit, I don't know what's going on here. You're going to have to show me what's going on so I don't know what to do with what's going on. So, as she pray, the Holy Spirit shows her. So, everything that Athea knows, then she's going to let Gloria know. So once she let Gloria know right now Gloria may not know what she know. But once they come together and Athea begin to communicate with Gloria, their shield's gonna connect. So you got two of them connecting together. They're growing together in audio, right? So they got that wall, that barrier up, so whatever the enemy's saying okay, uh -uh uh-uh-uh, you can't come here. So then we have We have the video department. We have uh, Kim Clark and we have Tisha in the video department. Kim, come up here, please. Carlos, could you take the camera from um, Tisha just for a little bit? You have uh, Kim in the video department. Now, Kim's supposed to know everything that's going on with video. Believe it or not, y'all. See, when we come into the house of God, you just don't come into a building. That building has to be run the right way. You have to know how it's set up in order to get the result that you need to get. So we have Kim. She's the leader in the video department. So everything that that leader knows and everything that she has learned to know, right, she's supposed to share with the co-leader. If she don't share it with the co-leader, guess what? That shield, they cannot have that protection. They're not walking in unity. They're not walking. In, so everything is going to be confusion. Guess what? Where confusion is? Amen. There's every evil work. Okay. So we got the video and the audio, right? So let's say they're connected together. Y'all connected? Now, hold up. Hold up right quick. Hold up. Don't connect yet. These departments connect in some way or the other. Y'all may not know, but Athea know that they have to connect in one way or the other. What is the connection, Athea? Sound. Okay, we're going somewhere. Okay. Faith come by. Hearing come by. What are you hearing? You're hearing sound. So now, Kim needs sound in order to run that camera. The only way she's going to get the sound is to go through Athea. Now, what if Athea say, I ain't giving you no sound. Ain't nobody told me to give you nothing. I'm not giving you nothing. So I'm up here. The camera's on. So we're going back to look at the video, there's no sound. Because Athea got in her flesh. And Athea said, I ain't giving Kim not one thing. Let her figure it out herself. Only thing she got to do is plug this thing in. Why she asking me for sound? It's sitting right there plugging in. But if she know that she forgot to do it, and she know no sound is going there, then Athea... Is gonna unite with Kim and communicate with her and say, okay, just plug it in. So they communicate, connect. These two departments is forming a wall. The wall that they're forming, they're saying, Kim, uh, Athea say, Apostle, I got your back when it comes to sound. I got your back when it comes to the mics, when it comes to the speakers. We got your back. We're going to make sure everything is lining up the way it needs to line up so you can get the sound that you need. Then, after they do that, they say, We're going to connect with the video department to give them that sound so when you're being videoed, people will be able to hear what you're saying. So they begin to connect together. What are they building? They're building a wall so the enemy won't come in. Okay? So let's say my w- mic don't have no sound. And Gloria is telling Athea, Thea, Thea, Pastor Mike don't have no sound. Gloria, I'm going to get to that. Thea, this is why the mic don't have no sound. Who are you to tell me I'm the leader? So they're back there wrestling <laughs> over no sound, and I'm sitting up here with no sound. Glory, break loose from Athiya. The enemy has come in. The Bible said, "When you give the enemy a foot, don't give the enemy a foothold." You don't put that shield. Oh, y'all, I'm going somewhere with faith today. You don't put it down, okay? But as long as they're on one accord, come on, Gloria, connect. As long as they're on one accord, they're building what? a a wall they're building a wall so now we have Renee Renee come up here please y'all know her as Valerie she is over the special events of the church right so being that she's over the special events of the church she got to know how things should be run in the church right she have to know, you know, I'm going to need some audio for the service. I'm going to need some video for the service. So these are the things that I'm going to need. So she talks with her co-leader, which is Alicia. Pookie. She know Delicia. As she talked to Delicia, what are they doing? They are connecting up, right? So her and Delisha connects up, but hold it. Sometime we have other people, and I'm not using, I'm just using leaders and co-leaders. Don't let the enemy come in. Don't let the enemy come in. I'm just using leaders and co-leaders. See, I'm going to help you out today. So here they are connecting. Renee is telling Pookie everything that the Lord has given her to carry out the special event. So as she tell her, the next thing they're saying is, we need some audio. Connect to audio. And they know if they need audio, they need video. Look at my wall. Okay? But I miss something that starts the whole thing. There is administration in the church. Administration makes sure everything in the church is running accordingly to the way that it needs to be run. They're supposed to know everything in and out. They're supposed to know everything about the church, right? So you have my husband. He's ministration, Making sure everything runs well. See, this is the problem in the churches. If things are not set up accordingly... The body cannot function the way the body need to function in the house of God. So you have him and then you have Denise, Sister Denise. She's his co. So he discussed with her what needs to be done. Once they get an understanding, they connect. They form a barrier. That means that we are so much on one accord That if they come to me, sister Denise, they already done came to you. If they come to you, they already have came to me. So they're going to connect with the rest of the team. What do we have? We still got a wall. But let's say sister Denise, I'm messing with audio again. Sister Denise, go to audio. Get in between audio. She going to audio and she's telling audio what needs to be done. And all of a sudden, they say, I ain't got time for your monkey business. (laughs) There's a break. Break y'all break. They have been broke. So that means these people hadn't done anything. But you allow the enemy to come in the house. Okay. So we got to be on what? One accord. One accord. Okay. Connect. Then we have the deacons in the house. We have brother Willie Bryant. And we have deacon Rick in the back. He's in the back. I'm going to use deacon uh, Ricky Pearson. Come on up. Okay, stop right there before you connect. So him being the deacon, he got to tell his deacon everything that he knows. If he don't tell him what he knows, they cannot connect. They ain't going to be in unity. So the things that they have to do, y'all, I'm getting ahead of myself. You have 9 o'clock people and 930 people that come in this church to set up things before the church service starts. The deacons come to check the grounds, to check everything, to make sure it's running efficiently. So they have to be on one accord. Let's say they're on one accord. Connect. They're going to connect with the ministration. I guess he ain't. (laughs) And as they connect, y'all see the front lines here, right? Now, Renee is up here, actually, too, representing the ushers. So Barbara... Come up here, baby. She's the co-leader with Renee with the ushers. So the ushers come early to make sure everything is in alignment. Y'all, I'm going somewhere. Follow me. Okay, get in between. Right here. What do we have? We have a wall. Let me show y'all something. Am I missing somebody? This is our front line. Okay, security, come up. We have Brother Terry, which is security. He comes to make sure everything is like it need to be before church service began. Okay, come up here beside the deacons. All of this is done before connect. Before anything starts in the place, they got a wall, right? If anybody on this front line break this wall, anybody, it's going to mess up the wall. It don't matter who it is. It's going to mess up the wall. It's going to bring strife. And let me tell you what's going to happen. Sister Denise, when she come in here and say, go to Say, Renee, why y'all wasn't here at what time? Why y'all wasn't here at 930? (laughs) Stop right there. Stop right there. What you got in the house? Confusion. Where confusion is, there's... So then Renee called Barbara. Okay, do you see where confusion coming in at? So it's breaking the whole line, right? It's, it's in the atmosphere. It's disturbing the house of God, right? So we know how to get it back in order, don't we? Since so these get back in place. This is the front line right here. These are the ones. Yeah, I had her down there for illustration. So look, look at this right here. This is the front line. These people you see here form a shield. So when we come in here to do what we need to do, everything is in order. Everything is running the way that it needs to be run. Amen. So this right here is your front line. If this front line get out of order, it's allowing the enemy to come in here and attack. If Brother Terry, security is supposed to be here to check the grounds and he's not here. And then you have some people outside coming in here to do some disturbing stuff. Guess what? He broke the front line. So y'all see how the soldiers did. They were together. They were united, right? But it takes more than just coming in here on time. And this is where I'm going. Now, let me tell you what happens. Now, we have. A shield, right? They got their shield up. I want y'all to see the shield in your mind. See the shield. Y'all seeing it? See the shield is covering. Covering the whole body. Going all the way across. Y'all hear what I said? Covering the whole who? Covering the whole who? Okay. Check this out, y'all. Now, this is what the enemy does. The enemy wanna try to to attack. This is what happens in war. What they did, they took their shields. They will wet the shield before they will go in battle. The reason why they will wet the shield. So when they bought the fiery attacks, which was with fire, when they held up those shields, it quenched. It extinguished that fire died. So whatever they were sending, it died out. So let me give you an example. If you, if this front line is not in the word the way they need to be in the word. Let's say, I'm I'm picking on Athea, she could take it. Athea is not in the word like she need to be in the word. The enemy can't come and hit her with his best shot and say, Kim been talking about you. All of a sudden, she's hit. It's breaking that front line. It messed with her attitude. It messed with her mind. Okay? So, y'all can have a seat. I'm going to go on with the teaching. I want you to get a visual. Where am I going with the body? The soldiers had to have that shield up at all times. At all times. That shield could not be hanging down. It's called the shield of faith. So, in, in in the spirit, what happens is, being that you have the belt of truth, which is the word, You have the breastplate of righteousness. You are in right standing with God. You have the shoes of the gospel of peace, meaning that God ain't angry with you no more. You're not at war with God, meaning that you can um, be, um, what, steady? You can be, uh, what did I call it? Planet. You won't be moved by whatever comes, right? But then when it comes to that shield, this is what the shield does, and we're going to talk about faith. Remember I said that their shields had to be up at all times, right? So anything that the enemy came at them with, guess what? It would go out. Why? Because that shield would block it, that shield of faith. Which? Faith come by. Hearing come by. Faith come by. Hearing come by. So it's the word. Everything is dependent upon the word of God. So to keep your shield up. You got to know the word. You got to know the word for your shield to be up at all times. You have to know what the word is saying. You cannot go on how you feel. You cannot go on what somebody's saying. You got to go on what the word of God has already said to you. So that shield blocks every fiery dot of the enemy, every fiery dot of the enemy. So this is what you got to know. You got to know about faith. You got to know what faith is. When you accepted Jesus as your Lord and as your Savior, the Bible says that all of us got the same measure of faith. He didn't give me more and give you less. He didn't give you less and give me more. All of us got the same. That's in Romans 12 verse 3. All of us got the same measure of faith. This is why the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through faith. And it is a gift of God, not of yourselves. It is a gift of God. So this faith that we have, it comes from God. The only way that you can become born again is through the faith of God. God's faith is a supernatural faith. It is not a natural faith. God's faith goes on the unseen, not on what you can see. The Bible says, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, and it's the evidence of things what? Now faith is the substance, the title deed. Of things that you're hoping for. And it's the proof, the evidence of things that you don't see. So the faith that we have is a faith that says, I don't have to see it to believe it. The faith that we have, we don't have to see a chair. If God says, sit down, we sit down. Natural faith says, I'm not sitting down until you put a chair there. Supernatural faith says, I don't have to see the chair. If God says, sit, I'm going to sit. So now faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not yet seen. So the kind of faith that we have is God's faith. The same faith that Jesus has, we have it. I'm gonna prove it. Go to Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20. Y'all know that's my favorite scripture, which says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live. But Christ lives in me and the life which I now live in the flesh. Listen at this. I live by the faith in the son of God who loved me and gave Himself for me. So that faith that I'm living by is the same faith that Jesus had. And I have that same faith because faith came by hearing and hearing came by the word of God. So when I accepted Jesus as my Lord and Savior, I got the same faith that Jesus has. I have that mountain-moving faith. So everybody in here that's born again has the faith of God. You have the same faith that Peter had. You have the same faith that Paul has. All of us have the same faith. So we got the faith to move mountains. When you look into the word of God, it tells us that if you go to, where is it? um, Matthew 11, when it talks about 1120, you remember when Jesus cursed the fig tree and they were amazed that the fig tree was cursed. And the first thing that Jesus said in 1122, he said, have faith in God, have the faith of God. So he was letting them know the only way this tree was cursed is because the faith of God. I have the same faith that God has so I can speak those things that be not as though they were. When you know that you have the same faith that Jesus has, then you will be able to go out and move mountains. If you don't know what you have, you're not going to move anything even though you got it. Nobody's going to go in the store with no money, get a buggy, fill it up with grocery, and think you're going to pay for it in the natural if you don't have no money. Correct? You ain't going to go to a gas pump and pump gas if you don't have your card or have cash. Correct? correct. But supernaturally, if God say, go to the, the store, get a buggy, fill up that buggy full of food. I do it. I do it. Because if I got a relationship with God, I'm going to do what he tell me to do. I'm going to go get my buggy. I'm going to fill it up with food. And God said, don't be slack in filling it up. Get the kind of meat you want. You don't have to live on beans no more. Get the kind of meat you want. Get everything you want. Put it in that buggy. And then I want you to go to the self-checkout line. And I want you to begin to ring that food up. Now, if I know God the way that I know God, I'm going to do what God told me to do. How many today can do that? Let's be honest, how many in this room today can take a buggy and do that? If you're where you need to be in God, you will do that. So I do what God tells me to do. I get up there and I ring up all my food, and the total say 175 dollars, because I did what God told me to do. See, this is what God does. God's going to see if you're going to trust me. God ain't going to give you the money first. God said, I want you to trust me and know that I'm God. I want you to trust me and know that I'm Elohim. I'm the creator of everything. I want you to trust me and know that I can turn people's hearts towards you today. I want you to trust me and to know that I'm a God of more than enough. I want you to trust me and to know that I can do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that works within you. I want you to trust me and know that I have supplied all your needs today according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So I'm up to there, and I'm sitting there and it look like the wait is forever and ever, but I'm up there saying, thank you. Jesus has already been supplied thank you Jesus that you have already worked it out for me thank you Jesus that it's more than enough and all of a sudden the spirit said oh you left one item out go down that aisle and get that one item (laughs) what so you go down there and you get that one item you come back to the register and you're sitting there you say okay God I did what you told me to do and all of a sudden there is a man that walks up to you and say you know what I was standing over there. I saw you go down the aisle. And the Lord told me to follow you back to the register. And the Lord told me to give you this money. He told me to put this money in your hand. He told me that your grocery was eking up the 175, but he told me to give you 300 today because he said he's a God of more than enough. He said he's a God that will supply all of your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. He said that he would do exceedingly abundantly above all that you can even ask or think according to the power that worketh within you. God said he's not slack concerning his promises towards you. He repeated everything God told me. God said obedience is better than sacrifice. So guess what was happening to me? My shield of faith was up. Everything that the enemy was telling me, you're crazy. This ain't going to work for you today. You didn't hear God. God didn't tell you to do all that. That's you. But I began to praise the Lord. I began to quote the scriptures. I began to decree and declare what the Lord said unto me. And as I did that, guess what I was doing? Every fiery dart that the enemy was sending at me, my shield of faith was up. I didn't drop my shield of faith. I kept it up because I kept quoting what God said. I kept doing what God told me to do. So I didn't drop my shield. God says some of you all shield is down, but it need to be up. All right. You have faith. Because God has given you the faith. I'm going to use my son over there because the Lord is reminding me of his testimony. And if he want to tell it, he can or he want me to tell it. He ministered to somebody. You want me to tell it or you want to tell it? He tell me, you tell it. <laughs> my son was encouraging a person that. Was going through in their mind. And I believe they didn't want to be here. Correct? But he was encouraging them. And he kept encouraging them. And he wasn't looking for nothing from the person. But he kept giving them an encouraging word. He saw him. I believe it was in the mall. And the guy walked up to him. And the guy laid money in his hands. He didn't ask for it. But through the words that my son spoke to him. He said if it wasn't for you. Speaking to me the way you spoke to me, I believe he wouldn't be here today. But because he spoke encouraging words to him, he laid more than enough money in his hands. Hallelujah. See, when you have your shield, y'all better hear what I'm saying. God is saying the problem with the body of Christ, your shield of faith ain't up. This is why you getting hit with sorrows. Sorrow will come. But if your shield is up, it have to go when you are encouraging yourself in the Lord and you're speaking the word of God with what the word has to say that shield is always, always up. We overcome the world by our faith and we have faith. He said, if you have faith as a green, it's small. You can't even see it. You can speak to what? the mountain and tell the mountain where to go. You can speak to the sycamore tree and tell it to be uprooted and it has to obey you because all of us that are born again have faith, but you have to go into the word of God. Your faith begin to grow. Your faith begin to really grow when you go into the word of God and feed yourself on the word. Because that's how your faith is activated by the word. Faith come by. If you want your faith activated, I double dog dare you just to get into the word and say, the word say, by Jesus Christ. I am the healed of the Lord. He sent his word. He has healed me. He has delivered me from my destructions. He took my infirmities. He bore my sicknesses. He bore my pains. He was wounded for my transgressions. He was bruised for my iniquities and the chastisement of my peace was upon him. And by his stripes, I was already healed. I sought the Lord and he heard me and he delivered me from all of my fears. My shield is up. So whatever the enemy is sending at me, he cannot touch me because my shield is up. My shield of faith is up. Is your shield up? If you're not in the word of God, your shield ain't up. The enemy is doing warfare in your mind. And you're falling for it. Because your shield is not up in that area of your life. Shields are hanging. The shield of faith is hanging and everything else is getting hit. Do you know why you feel feeling condemnation? Because your shield ain't up. He's hitting you. in your breastplate where you in right standing with God. If the enemy is condemning you and saying. Oh you ain't worthy. You ain't in right standing with God. You'll never be nothing. You're just like your mama. You're just like your daddy. And you're not saying anything according to the word. Then you're getting hit. And you're feeling like you ain't worthy. Nobody like you. Nobody want to be around you. Your shield ain't up. Every day. That shield has to be up. And the only way it stays up. It's through the word. Not through foolishness. Not through hanging around people and cutting the fool all day. Not through watching as the stomach turns all day. Not through staying up and being a busybody all night. But it's staying in the word of God. The more you get into that word, the more you're going to have faith for what you need to do what God has called you to do. If you're not in the word, your shield is down. But the thing is, it has to be planted. The word of God has to be planted. This is why the Bible tells us, be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed, change by the renewing of your mind. Then you will prove and know what the good and acceptable will of God is for your life. When you don't know that your shield is down, but God said, your shield covers you. Faith is what covers you. Faith is what helped you believe what the word is saying. He said, I have given you my faith. And you know, some people say, Lord, increase my faith. That's a lie from the devil. So you're trying to do stuff to increase your faith. You're trying to pray longer. You're trying to go to church. You're trying to do this, that, and the other to increase your faith. The apostles, the disciples said that because he told them to forgive. When he told them to forgive, what? Seven times what? A day. They say, you better increase my faith then. That's why that's in the Bible. Do not tell nobody to pray, Lord, increase my faith. You got all the faith you're going to get when you got born again. Some people's faith may look bigger. You know why? Because they're in the word of God. They're standing on what God has told them to do. Every move that this ministry have made, when the Lord tells me to do something, it may be foolish to some Christians, They ain't going to work. Ain't no money in the bank. Ain't no way we can do that. But I said, no, this is what God is saying. My shield was always up. I don't care how close somebody was to me telling me that ain't going to work. I knew what God said. So I'd rather obey God than man. My shield was always up. And as my shield was up, you see the manifestation of the shield of faith being up. I didn't let them fiery dots knock me down and stop me from doing what God was telling me to do. Even though I was hated, my shield was up because I said, God, if they hated you, they're going to hate me because I'm only following truth. So my shield was up. Oh, you ain't going to be able to do that. My shield was up. I can do all things through Christ which strengthened me. So every time the enemy come with something, I didn't put my shield down. I kept it up because I was going on what the word of God was saying. Y'all better know. You better know what the word of God is saying to keep your shield up. Our shield is dangling. Our shield is not up that shield of faith. We are a world of overcomers by faith. We overcome this world by faith. So look at Abraham. Abraham believed God even though it didn't look like it was going to happen. Abraham believed God and it was counted to him for righteousness. When you truly believe God and you trust in God, those shoes of peace, they keep you firmly planted. And that shield of faith blocks every fiery dot that the enemy is sending. How did he send these fiery dots to your thoughts? He sent them through your thoughts. For as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he, so does he become. If you don't change your way of thinking, then you're getting hit with fiery dots. When somebody come to you, and they said, you know, so-and-so said this about you. And you sit there and gravitate to what they're saying instead of saying what God has already said about you. You done drop that shield. So if you drop that shield, he's going to hit you, making you feel like you're not in right standing. He's going to make you feel like you're not worthy again. He's going to condemn you. But when you hold that shield up, And you begin to say what the word of God has said about you in every given situation. Then you're standing. You firmly planted. You're not being moved. When we look at the word of God, we have to be able to meditate. Go with me to Psalms 1. Psalms 1. Tell you how that shield comes down. And this is where some people are, and don't even know it, because they've been there so long they think it's normal. In everybody' business, it says in Psalms one, "Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly." Blessed is the man that walk not in what? Who are you getting counsel from that's ungodly? Who are you getting counsel from that don't know Jesus? That don't know the word. Who you hanging with and you going to them. And you asking them about your marriage. And they not even born again. That's counsel from the ungodly. Then it goes on to say. Nor stands in the path of sinners. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. But his delight. You all hear that? But his delight. Is in the law of the Lord. And in his law, he meditates day and night. And look what happens when you do that. When the storms come, he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth his fruit in his season, whose leaves also shall not wither and whatsoever he do shall prosper. When you meditate on that word day and night, No matter what the enemy brings, your shield of faith is up. And guess what? When that fiery dot comes, because you're in the word of God, the word is what waters faith. So when you're in the word of God, your faith is being watered by the word. So when that fiery dot comes, the word of God puts it out. But if you're not in the word when the fiery dot come, you don't drop your shield, because you believe in a lie instead of bringing, believing the truth. So what we have to do, the Bible tells us that our, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. These are not fleshly weapons that we're fighting with y'all. He said we'll fight. The weapons of our warfare is not carnal, but they're mighty. Through God. Where did it come from? God. For doing what? Pulling down. Strongholds. So Paul's saying this for a reason. Because we got some strongholds in our lives that have to be pulled down. And the reason why we have them is because our shield of faith was down. And the enemy has hit us so many times with those same false accusations. And we didn't do nothing with it. Through the word of God, this is why he said cast down imaginations, reasonings, and every high thing that exalts itself from the knowledge of God. If there's anything in your life that's trying to exalt itself above what God said, you overthrow it. You literally get rid of it. And how you do it when your shield of faith is up, when the enemy is coming in like a flood. The spirit of the living God, come on, will raise a standard against him. That means your faith as a shield is being raised up. When the enemy is coming in, like he come in like a flood, y'all. And see, the soldiers knew. They had to watch out for this. Sometimes the enemy would throw darts at them. And they was used to these darts that were coming. But it would be one dart that looked like the rest... But it wasn't like the rest. So by them not knowing what the enemy was doing, when that dart came in and hit, it was a big explosion. What am I saying? Sometimes we look at little things and we say they don't amount to much. You cannot let one thought bypass you just because it seems little. You got to grab hold to it and say, uh-uh ain't what God said. You got to cast it down. You got to bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. And once you do that, your shield is up. Y'all, we're waging war every day. Your shield cannot be up on Sunday and through the week is down. That shield is up when you're in the word. The more you get in the word and the more you apply the word, your shield is always up. That's the defense against the enemy. So you got to have that shield up. You got to oppose everything that's a lie with the truth. That's keeping your shield. Oh, my spirit is grieved right now because I'm saying the same thing I always say: Get in the word. This is why you have so much offense. This is why you have so much strife. This is why you get angry over simple stuff because you got a stronghold and the enemy is playing on that stronghold and is keeping your shield down and your heart has become hardened your heart has become hardened because guess what that breastplate of righteousness because that shield was down then hit you in your heart what does the bible say guard your heart with all diligence for out of it are the issues of life by you not being in the word, like you need to be in the word, guess what? You got hit. And your heart has become so hard in some areas that even though people are speaking the truth to you, you're looking at what this one said or what that one said. You're going on how you feel. Faith is no feeling. You're going on what God is saying. You ain't going on what they say. You're going on what God has said about you. They say you'll never make it but you need to say, I am the righteousness of God because of Jesus and not because of anything I would ever do. Come on, that's your time to minister the good news and the gospel that Jesus brought of the kingdom. God is saying the shields are down in the church. People don't have on their armor. How do I know this? You're spending too much time fighting against one another. You're spending too much time holding stuff. In your thoughts about what this one said about what that one said simple stuff you getting mad at and as my granddaughter say it don't make no sense <laughs> and it doesn't because when you know truly who you are now that you are in Christ you about his business you are not about the world's business you should be able to distinguish between truth and a lie If you're in the word the way you need to be in the word, you don't need nobody to tell you that was a lie. You know it was a lie. Because you know what the word has to say. So strongholds, y'all, have to be uprooted. If these strongholds are not uprooted, your shield is not going to be up. You're looking at everybody else except what's going on with you. And if you look to the hills... For which cometh your help? Your help cometh from the Lord. If y'all see a person that's in the same situation and talk in the same language that they were talking when they were not saved, that person ain't where they need to be. When you truly accept Jesus with your whole heart and you understand what he done for you, nobody have to tell you to turn off worldly music. Nobody have to tell you to quit cussing, cursing, whatever. Nobody have to tell you to love your brother and sister. Nobody have to tell you these things because you've been in the word. You've been in what's written. And even though you haven't gotten in what's written yet, the heart of God is in you. The love of God is in you. The Holy Spirit that's in you is your God on the inside. And when you say something or do something wrong, the Holy Spirit is going to convict you of who you are now that you're in Christ. He's going to say you are a new creation. All things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. You don't act like you used to act. You don't do like you used to do, and you don't go where you used to go. So you're going to have a change of heart and a change of mind, and immediately you're going to say, forgive me for what I said. That was not appropriate. That was not right. It's nothing to be ashamed of. But if you keep on potty-mouthing, everybody know what potty-mouthing is? Get around one set of people, you can quit potty-mouthing. Get round another set of people bleep the bleep the bleep the bleep the bleep. What's going on? Why is it church folk nothing come out? The people that you used to hang when you're hanging with. But you get round church folk, you acting and say. Ain't no act. You better know who you are. You are not of this world. You are in it, but you're not of it. And people are supposed to see him and not you. Don't tell me you have a problem. You may have a problem in this area, but that problem shouldn't have you. Meaning that when I turn my heart over to Jesus... And I truly turned my heart over to Jesus. Everything else just cut off. I didn't want to do what I did no more. I didn't want to go to places I went no more. Y'all, I went to every race with my husband. Everywhere he went, I went. When I accepted Jesus, I didn't go no more. Didn't want to go no more. Because I want to be in the word. I want to be before him. And by my life changing... That's when he wanted to change. Somebody got to bring Jesus in the house for, ch- for change to come. Somebody got to show people in the house Jesus for them to want what you got. If you ain't showing him, if you're not presenting him through your walk, through your talk, through your actions, who want to be saved? Come on, somebody. Come on, there's supposed to be a change. When you got born again, you got born from above, not of this earth. You got born anew. There was a spiritual transformation. People supposed to see that when you renew renewing your mind, when you don't renew your mind, you'll act like you say until somebody push a button and don't pull that grace card. Because, yes, grace did save you and you didn't have to do nothing and you didn't deserve it. And if you know what grace done, why are you still acting like you acting? Come on, if you truly know what grace did for you, you wouldn't act like you act. You wouldn't cut the fool like you cut the fool because you are renewing your mind according to who you are. You ain't going to treat people the same way. You're going to have compassion where you didn't have compassion before. The more you get into this word, the more compassion you have for people. No matter who they are. That keeps your shield up, y'all. Faith come by hearing. Hearing comes by the word of God. And even when the enemy want to bring a sneak attack, because you're where you need to be in him, you are renewing your mind. The Holy Spirit will warn you what's getting ready to happen. Oh, I love it, y'all. When you with him just living normally, God will tell you every step. This is getting ready to happen. Wait for it. God has been telling y'all year after year, it's exposing time. The ones that you think is ain't. The ones that you think ain't is. And if you don't repent before God on your own, you're going to be exposed openly. If y'all been watching, it's been leaders being exposed. It's been leaders just twisting the minds of people, telling them foolishness, having parties in the church. And then justifying this is how you get the world to come to the church. 150 got saved. No, they didn't. Because when you opened the altar, you invited them to join your church. You didn't offer the plan of salvation. It was not preached. But you said 150 souls got saved. And if you want to talk to me, you need to get some souls saved. Them people ain't saved. Faith come by hearing and hearing come by the word of God. How can they believe unless they hear? Unless it's preached. And how can they hear without a preacher? People that go for that is people that have not truly accepted Jesus. Because when you truly accept Jesus, you're going to walk away. You ain't going to stay in there and walk it out. You going to walk away. I do it. I just walk out. When I see that your heart is hard, I just leave you to yourself. And some of y'all probably was up there walking it out with them. Hey, hey. Probably saw it and was up there. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Walk it out. Walk it out. That's not Christ. And if you believe that lie, your shield was not up. This is why you got to be taught the right way. When you are taught the right way, you ain't going to socialize. And be in the midst of things that's not of God. And you're not going to do it because your family doing it. My family having a a reunion and we're going to turn up, turn out, whatever you call it. I'm going to turn out. I ain't going. When you know what they're doing, why do you participate? Well, well, pastor, you don't understand. If I don't go, they ain't going to love me no more. Jesus loved me. He said, when my father and mother forsake me, he will pick me up. Come on, why are you trying to justify? What you doing? It's because you really want to do it. That's what happened in the Garden of Eden. That woman you gave me, God. That serpent. But the serpent, oh, Satan, he just went on about his business because he got done what he wanted to do. So let's keep these shields up. The only way you can keep them up is through the word of God. And the more word you get in you, the less of the world you want to be a part of. You ain't going to want what the world wants. You ain't going to act like the world act. Come on. Are we saved for real, y'all? Have we accepted Jesus for real? The shield of faith. Let's keep it up in this battle. That's the only way we're going to be protected. So you already have faith. You have God's faith. If you didn't have God's faith, you couldn't even believe his word. So the faith that you're using is God's faith. So when we go out and we're doing things, we're doing it according to him, not according to us. You don't need no more faith. You just need to get into the word so your faith can be developed. So your faith can come forth and do what God has sent you to do. Last scripture, the Holy Spirit reminded me of this. Y'all know this one well. Acts 3. Y'all remember when Peter went in there and the man, the lame man, he needed some money. And Peter said, silver and gold have I none. But in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. After that, after he did that, these people got mad. But this is what Peter said. He said, and his name through faith in his name has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which comes through him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. Acts 3, 16. So it's the faith that Peter and them knew they already had. That's why that lame man was healed. So if you're going to go and speak healing, know that you already have faith for that healing to come forth. You don't have to try to muster it up. You already have it. So when you go out, God has given you what you need to carry out what need to be carried out. So keep your shield up and your shield will stay up as you get into the word of God. The word of God being meditated on day and night keeps your shield up when the attacks come. If you being attacked and the attacks keep coming and coming and you're whining, you complaining, you're crying all over the place, your shield ain't up. Right. But when that shield is up, and y'all, I say this to say that through some of the stuff me and my husband went through, the shield had to be up. Amen. Because I wouldn't have been able to bear it if it wasn't because when everything was going on with our daughter through the years, I ain't even told half we continued to come in here, preach, teach. We continued to do whatever God would have us to do because the shield was up. Even with the bad reports, the shield, was up, Even with what they told us when she was first born, they told us, but the shield was up. Even when they was giving us the reports, when she would get checked, the shield was up. Through nights where the enemy want to come in and say, this and that is going to happen. The devil is the lie. She shall live and not die and she shall declare the works of the Lord when the enemy will come in like a flood the shield was up when my finances didn't look right and I still had a smile on my face and didn't have no money in the bank the shield was up when I say God shall supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus when the church was tore up Didn't have a place to fellowship. Come on. The shield. Because I trusted. I stood on what he said. I rested. See, some of y'all are waiting for money for something to happen in your life. Some of y'all are waiting for another position, more pay for something to happen in your life. Me and my husband never waited on no more pay. We just stood on what Jesus said. Every move we made wasn't about the pay. It was about the word of God. Because the pay ain't changed in 20 some years. But the word has remained the same. Some of y'all are looking for money to get what you want. And God said it's already yours. You're trying to get something by what you do. That's self-righteousness. See, you don't even have the breastplate on no more. Cause you standing on your righteousness, but when you stand on his, I don't need more to get nothing. I have everything I need. And if God see fit that I need more, then he'll open the door that no man can shut. He'll close the door that no man can open. Whatever you waiting on, you're doing this on your own. You need to be trusting God with what you have. God ain't giving you no more if you don't know how to deal with what you got. Some of us want more but didn't know how to deal with what we had. Come on, y'all. God wants you to trust him in these evil times. Your money cannot keep you. Now, it will try to sustain you and some stuff because we all need money in this world but you don't let your money have you. And I have learned this. Have y'all learned this? The more you get, the more you want. The more income you get, the more income you want to have. Come on, look at the world, y'all. They have millions of dollars. It still ain't enough. They want their millionaires. And then what else is it? Billionaires. And then what else is it? Trillionaires. Some of them want to get that status. They keep going after more. They keep going after more. Why? Because the love, it ain't the money. It's the love of money that's the root of all evil. And it has come in the churches. People want more bodies to get more money. Because they want to look good through people. But if you're not teaching truth, that money don't mean nothing when you're on your dying bed. None of that means nothing when you can't get up and move to use it. When you ain't in your right mind, that money means nothing to you. But when you can truly trust God, when things change, you know, your shield is up. We have had so many changes in our lives, but through trusting, through depending, through relying on him, y'all are seeing his glory. And by y'all seeing his glory, some people that are seeing his glory don't know our story and are so jealous that they're waiting on us to fall. But I'm here to tell you what this is the confidence that I have in him. That what God has began, the work that he has begun in us, he's going to complete that work. So whatever you're looking for to happen, come on, God is just going to bring more in. I'm here to tell you right now. He's going to bring more in because he's turning people's hearts right now towards the ministry. And there's going to be nothing missing, nothing broken. And then I'm going to hear some people say, I go to Miracle Temple. Uh-huh. <laughs> you didn't go there when it wasn't like you wanted it to look. Uh-huh. But now you see it. That's my church. <laughs> yeah, I've been going there for years. I remember. Pastor say I have about five closings, but I'm, <laughs> mo- I'm moving with the Holy Spirit. I remember I went somewhere years ago, years ago. And when I was in that place, I was just in that place. So when I come out of that place and someone had invited me to speak somewhere. And by the time God got through in that place, I'm saying God, the ones that didn't know me. The ones that wouldn't speak to me or say anything to me. Now, she was a part of our church. I ain't a part of nobody church. We are the church. We just come in a building to fellowship. See, people say you apart part when they see the move of God. Now they're excited. See, the more the move of God you see, the more excited you get. But that shouldn't get you excited because you should already know God's moving every day. So anything that God does shouldn't have you in an uproar because you are kingdom citizens and you should know what comes through the kingdom. Amen. So keep your shield of faith up through the word of God. And nobody won't be able to fool you, y'all. Because you have the gifts of the spirit, discerning of spirits. Come out. I hear this. Come out from amongst them. I'm going to say it again. Come out from amongst them and be separated. There's a separation. You got to come out and let your light shine before men. So God can be what? And they may see the good works. Amen. You're supposed to be a city. Like a light. Sitting on the hill. A hill is up. For the whole world to see. You're supposed to be a beacon of light. If you ain't lost no friends. Or family since you got saved. Go back and say check me Lord. Because when you get truly born again, people don't like you. Even your husband and your wife don't like you no more. Your kids don't like you no more because you ain't doing what they do on TikTok. Amen. You ain't talking, they talk no more. You ain't cutting the food with them no more. Mm-hmm. Because... Of- It's all about him, not about you. So can I say, let's get saved for real. Come on, let's get saved for real. Either you're going to turn your life over to him or you're not. But as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We walk by faith and not by sight. Check this out. The just shall live by faith. Listen what I'm saying. The just shall live. That means stay there, not, not visit. The just shall live by faith. That's how I live. I don't just visit there. I stay there. And we got some people visiting, but not staying. The just shall live. By faith come on and give God a hand clap of praise do we have any visitors at this time that would like to stand
0: thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries where miracles happen you can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study for upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.